Welcome to the Dead to the World podcast, Naptime Stories. On today's Naptime Stories, we will be telling you short listener stories, because that's what a Naptime Stories episode is. Yep, it's a little mini nap. All right, Tosh, I will go first. (laughs) So our first Naptime Story listener story is from Katie. Thank you, Katie. Katie. Woo! So Katie says, every once in a while, I have this reoccurring creepy dream. Backstory. I have a three-year-old, and I started having this dream when he was about six six months old. It always happens the exact same way, where every detail is the exact same down to the shirt that I am wearing, the curls in my hair, but I can only remember this part of it. We are in the bathroom of an old house, and my son is taking a bath playing with his toys, and I'm always frantically cleaning until I stop and see myself in a mirror. And it's obviously a reflection of me, but it doesn't feel like me. And when I look at myself, my eyes... Oh, sorry. When I look at myself in the eyes, I smile super slowly and creepy where my teeth don't show, but my eyebrows are going down and my eyes turn black. I have green eyes, by the way. I always wake up at the exact same moment panicked with my heart beating really fast, and I wake up sweating, and when I try to go back to sleep, I dream the dream picks right back up where I left off, with me staring at myself in the mirror with this creepy smile. Oh my gosh. Gives me chills. It's creepy. I literally think of, like, Coraline. Like, yeah. the button eyes, but, like, obviously not buttons, but black. And then just, like, this creepy smile just slowly raising above your cheeks. Like, ooh. I kind of think of the Grinch when he <gasps> oh, smiles all yeah, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, trying was, to, like, make a sound effect for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of black-eyed kids. Ooh. ooh yeah. Was she scary. secretly a black-eyed kid in her younger life? I hope not. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Or a past life. <laughs> so I did a dream interpretation on that. Awesome. Yes. And so dreaming of seeing yourself dull or sad, you know, in a very, I guess. Negative. Negative. Creepy. creepy, Yeah. (laughs) Way in a mirror means that you are not happy with your life. Interesting. Yes. Okay. When you dream about cleaning, she mentioned she was frantically cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, It generally is about cleansing your life of some type of negativity or an overcoming an obstacle. Okay. You have an increased confidence and you are looking to improve yourself. Perhaps maybe the dream is telling you or nudging you to go in a direction that maybe you haven't thought of before hmm. to get yourself out of that negative negativity. Okay. And that was which part of the dream seeing the, yourself? The, the over cleaning. cleaning. Oh, the, the cleaning. frantically cleaning. Got you. If you're dreaming of like bathing a child, which necessarily she wasn't bathing the child, but... The, the child, child was in the in bath. The bath yeah. It could. It means that um, you need peace. You're going through a turbulence phase of your life. Many things are happening, and you are confused with circumstances, and you don't know really how to react. And then the black eyes is like disappointments and problems. Hmm. So that's the ad. I just think it's like, okay, there's obviously a moment right now, or whenever she was having these reoccurring dreams that... You know, there's some negativity, some challenges, some disappointment, an area in which she should maybe step back, reflect, and maybe kind of see where how she can move on from maybe what's disrupting her in that in life right then. Change the direction. Yeah, change the direction in which 
she may be going right then in life. So, you know, it's so crazy. And I think that our listeners are going to pick up on this too. It seems, you know, the human nature doesn't like change and all these kind of crazy dreams we have sometimes, they almost always point to you have some change in your life that either you need to make or is happening outside of your control. And like your dream is trying to teach you or push you in a certain direction to try to help you get past it or accept it. Yeah, that's very true. I always, they all, they're, blah, 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 blah. they are always about change. But I agree with what Lexi said before. It was like, it's my own brain. Doesn't need to be so complicated. Can it just tell me, hey, step back, evaluate, make a change? Well, and also it's interesting too, because her, like she looked at herself in the mirror and she was physically changing and that was like scaring her or she didn't like it. And so maybe that could be a sense of like, okay, well, maybe the change isn't going to be easy. You're not going to like it. Who knows? I don't know. That was just a thought I had. And then our next listener story is from Eva. Thank Ooh. you, Eva. Ooh. So she says that um, she had a dream where um, she woke up in the middle of the night and her car was gone. And in the dream, she's like, okay, where's my car? Anyway, naturally. <laughs> naturally, where's my car? <laughs> well, it turns out in her dream, this little kid comes over to her and was like, oh, hey, I know where your car has gone. Uh, the weird people took it. <laughs> and she's, she's like, okay, we're the weird people. Uh, so turns out these kids have been watching these weird people who are taking these cars at night. Turns out these weird people are green. Okay, aliens. Okay. Aliens, yeah. So Eva says that, these little kids came to me saying that green people were taking the car. She t- I turned and said, what do you mean these green people? The green people, the aliens, they take the cars at night when the people are sleeping. So it turns out these aliens would come down, take the humans' cars while the humans were sleeping, use them at night, and then return them before the humans would wake. But I guess this one alien did not return the car before Eva in her dream had awakened. And so her car was missing the next morning. That's so That's random. So, yeah, it's like, what does the alien want with my car? With a car. It flies funny? around in a flying saucer, has much, you know, a better way of traveling Probably more, than my car. Probably more, co- more ability of things to do than a car. A yeah. flying car. I get, well, and the fact that in her dream they weren't aliens. They were green, weird people. Green, well, the children were describing them, I guess, as green, weird people. But yes. I guess little kids might not. Who no haven't aliens. been exposed to movies about aliens wouldn't know it was an alien. I guess that's true. Weird green people it is. Be a little green man. Yeah. But anyways, it's funny because like she was dreaming, but in her dream she woke up. Yeah. And then the car was gone in her dream. So that's, that's funny. funny. It is funny. That's a good one. Thanks, Eva. Thanks, Eva. All right, Mom. Okay. Are you going to so, go next? You guys, if you've been listeners for a bit, you know that we did a, or we were guests on a podcast and the podcast is called Podtastic Audio. And Chris is the host. Pod- yes, thank you, host. host. That's the word. <laughs> Chris is the host of Podcastic Audio, but he and his wife, I think, mm-hmm. are, they have a podcast together called The Chris and Christine Show. And so we, I know we've mentioned that before. Well, I reached out to them and was like, hey, you know, that was really fun being a guest on your show. Would you like to share some dreams with us so that we can share on our show? So they did a little recording for us. So we're going to hear their recording of their dream, and then we'll talk about it. 
So well, you'll interpret it. Yes, I'll interpret slash talk about them. Okay. And the recording is coming in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, ladies. How you guys doing today? Hey, I am Chris. And I'm Christine from the Chris and Christine Show. And we are so excited to be here with you on the Dead to the World podcast to talk about our crazy and sometimes slightly or seriously eerie dreams. Right, Chris? You know, dreaming is one of those things. I know I had a good night's sleep if I had a dream uh, usually the night before. Yeah, but you used to forget your dreams all of the time. You know, people do forget their dreams a lot. Yeah, I'd be like, you said like... Oh, I had a really crazy dream last night. And I'm like, yeah, really? Like on the edge of my seat, ready to like hear about it. And you're like, oh yeah, but I forgot what it was. I yeah. just thought it was crazy. And also sometimes my dreams are like partial parts of the dream. Like I remember I was at a, a Dairy Queen and I was like driving a car. Like how do those <laughs> two go together? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, I'd love to hear about one of your crazier dreams that you can kind of put out there so that the ladies from Dead to the World podcast can maybe interpret it for us. Okay. Well, so I, I want to hear it. Okay. I, I was going through a lot of trauma and a lot of bad things in my life back in the day, way back then. Okay. So I was living home with my parents a long time ago and I had this room kind of the back of the house where my bedroom was. And um, for whatever reason, I was sleeping, you know, like, like you do at night, I guess. Uh-huh. So I was in bed sleeping and I woke up and it was kind of like, you know, you, you wake up in your, in your room at night and you can see like shadows of yes. things and like you got the moonlight through the window and you mm-hmm. kind of can see some figures, but not really. So I'm like, okay, I wake up and I'm looking around my room and I, and I see this shadow like in the corner of my room, mm-hmm. like a person. And I'm like... Who is that? Because I had a That's friend. Weird. I had a friend that used to always come over to my house and I was like, kind of like, in? no, he, well, not just that. He would just like show up like unannounced, like, sh- yeah, kind of like hang out and show up and things like that. So I thought it was him. So I, I see this figure in my room and I'm like, what? And it came closer to my bed. It came closer <gasps> to me. As it came closer, this darker figure, like, like a shadowy, like, like almost like someone's wearing a hood, like a hoodie kind of uh-huh. thing, like, like a dark clothes and a hood. And I see this person come closer to my bed here and I'm like, who is, who is that? And as the person got closer, I I saw like kind of like a flash, almost like a like in the movies how they have that lightning kind of flash right. and you see like a flicker of what the face looks like, and it was death, <gasps> like death, like the do you think of like death and the robe and the skeleton? Oh whatever, my god! And the sickle, whatever it's called, uh-huh. it did have a sickle, but it was there looking right at me, and, and I actually got up. <gasps> that was the dream. And I was like, but you woke up from the dream or you like in your dream, you woke up and then you really woke up. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was, I was like freaked out. I didn't know what was going on. I thought like the death demon was after me in my room at night because who has a, a, who has a dream about dreaming in your bed? You know, it was kind of weird like that. It scared the crap out of me for a very long time. Oh my gosh. Well, I could come up with my own spin on this, but I would really love it if the ladies could like interpret this for us and maybe... Maybe it'll help me learn a little bit more about you. I think that would be fantastic. The fact was I did not die that night or <laughs> right after that. Obviously. Well, you woke up. I, I've heard it's like if you think you're going to die and like somebody like kills you in your dream, you really die. Or it's like that whole like if you're falling off of a building and you actually like splat on the ground, you're dead. Oh, well. But then you can't live to tell about it. <laughs> or you always wake up before you hit the ground. You I guess that? so. You feel a falling and then you're like, oh, and you wake mm-hmm. up kind of thing. So- Thank you. So that was really fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, it totally seems like the Grim Reaper was, you know, visiting Chris in his bedroom or in his dream. Mm-hmm. So, 
Did you invite him, Chris? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think Christina would like that very much. <laughs> Christine, I think. I mean, Christine, sorry. So um, the shadow in the corner can symbolize a part of your psyche that is not being represented by your consciousness. So basically, this part of your conscious or this unrepresentative part of your psyche is stalking you, like, you know, wants to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dreaming of feeling threatened by death can mean that you are exploring how to let go of a side of yourself that is no longer appropriate or that you need to let pass on. So you got to let that part of yourself die, move on. Uh, dreaming that you wake up in your dream means that you may be repressing something. Uh, so the message is that you need to wake up and face whatever it is that's happening in your life. So, uh, Chris, you mentioned that at the time that you had this dream, that you were going through a difficult time in your life, which seems to make perfect sense. So during a difficult time, we're usually needing to make a choice of maybe who we want to be. So it seems like this dream may have been trying to help you acknowledge uh, like who you really are and the possibility that you needed to let go of an idea about yourself, maybe that was created by other people around you, like your family or your friends. And, you know, however, we've talked about this just a minute ago, in fact, that change is not easy. And so, you know, it's something that you need to really like wake up and face and change, make the change like head on. So that's what I got out of it. Yeah, that makes sense. The fun thing is, is I really think that Chris will let me know if I was, you know, (laughs) Close or not, we've talked about be that. Like, not even close. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see. But yeah, no, in the past we've reached out to the Reddit, you know, posters, but they just haven't commented. So it's we haven't had them to, you know, reinforce if we're doing a good job or not. But the other thing that I thought was funny, because they, you know, we're having the little conversation about, oh, hey, can you die in your sleep? If you dream that you die, do you really dry, die? Do you really drive? Do you really drive? <laughs> drip, no. drip drive? <laughs> so I just, just for the fun of it, I Googled, can you really die in real life if you die in your dream? And I loved the response that came up. It, it was, said, how do you know? If ever you die in your dream, you will absolutely die for real. Dot, dot, dot. Dreams of dying and death are not uncommon. And the fact that people are awake and alive to tell about those dreams definitely rules out a one-to-one relationship. <laughs> Which I loved. It was very snarky, just for like a dictionary definition. But how do we know they're telling the truth? Uh, how do we know that people who have died haven't dreamt that they died? Exactly. That's what Christina's saying. Yeah. we They don't live to tell about it. Good point. But Interesting. I don't know. Anytime I've dreamed that I've been doing something dangerous to where I would have died, I just wake up. I think that's pretty much what most people do. Hmm. I don't live on the edge. I've never dreamt about doing something dangerous. I'm on the edge of glory, and I'm hanging on this moment with you. Okay, Lady Gaga, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Lady Gaga because I watched A Star is Born. If you want to cry, feel free to watch that movie. All right, let's see what Christine had to say. What is your crazy dream, babe? Well, since you're going with scary dreams, I think that I'll go with one. Um, And since we're on that kind of vein of conversation, so I don't know that this was a dream, but I have kind of convinced myself that it was a dream. And so I need some interpretation. So I was in the eighth grade. So it was a long time ago. And in middle school, we were reading this book called Something Wicked This Way Comes. I remember that book. There was a movie movie made about that. Okay. So that's what I was going to tell you. So in school, we had to watch the movie. 
and it's like this like distorted circus that the kid goes into in this one like the one sequence but at night I went home because there was this like eerie music and I had just moved into my sister's room because she had married and left the house and so I moved into her bigger room and she had these like music boxes like you know like the snow globes that you can twist the snow globe aren't they yeah the ones that you can twist and they have the music well they would sometimes like do like a bar or like a note or two in the middle of the night. Like they just click and it would freak me out. So I took all of them down, wrapped them up in clothes and put them in one of my drawers so that I would never hear them. Well, on this one night, I think I was awake. I might not have been, but I, the music from like the creepy music from the music box was playing and getting louder and louder and closer and closer. And then in my room, there was these whispers, like evil, like no way, getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And I was like paralyzed in my bed and I was not moving and I was hearing the music getting louder and like the whispering getting louder. And I felt like things were coming close to me and I was really involved in church at the time. And so I have to preface this by saying like, I'm from a super religious family and uh, kind of like Pentecostal background. And so my mom would always say, pray the blood of Jesus over you. And so I was like, I pray the blood of Jesus over me. And like, Satan, you have no place here. And I was like, all like screaming. I thought out loud, but then all of a sudden I said that and it all stopped like dead quiet. The music stopped, the whispering stopped. And I got up and I screamed and I ran into my parents' bedroom. I would not sleep in that room for two full weeks because every time I walked in there, it felt creepy to me. Crazy. Now I do need to say this. This wasn't a house that anybody else had ever lived on before in before my maybe, dad, maybe it was built on like Indian bear. Well, ground. I was wondering about that. So, uh, my parents built it, um, from the ground up and it used to be orchards. Uh, and there was no reservation there from, there was no reservation there from like, our knowledge, although it was in the middle of the Central Valley. So, I mean, there's a possibility that something could have happened, but I'm also wondering, like, was it connected to that creepy movie that I had to watch in school? Because here's the even creepier thing is my mom went to the school because I had asked for an alternative assignment. I did not want to see that creepy movie because I'm very, like, very shaken by scary movies. And when my mom went to go meet with the principal the next day about me not getting an alternative assignment, there were two other kids' parents there, two kids that I was in youth group with that had an almost identical experience that night. No way. No joke. You know, I think also to put that note where you said the house was built on an orchard. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, there was like, it was farmland before, but I don't think there was like creepy dead people there. I think it's where they like murdered virgins. Oh, you're such a nut. Back in the day. so inappropriate. I think that's what happened. Well, I don't know. But ladies, we would love for your interpretation on our two crazy dreams. And we can't wait to hear about your perspectives on these scary dreams that we had during crazy times in our lives. All right. Well, thank you, Christine. And first off, Christine. Crazy. You and I have so much in common. (laughs) So we both came from very religious families, and we were both overly sensitive to scary movies. So you could be best friends. I was totally seriously scarred as a child from Something Wicked This Way Comes, that book and movie that she was talking about. Also, I happened to catch when I was probably eight years old, The Exorcist. That's how old she was in her story. Yeah, and then when I was about the same age, sorry. I guess I should have said it that way. When I was around the same age, I 
happened to catch The Exorcist just on regular TV. It was like the middle of the day, almost like an after-school movie, which is crazy. <laughs> and I, they, were, they were like, let's see how many kids we can mess with many, today. <laughs> and I mean, how many can we torture? <laughs> I'm very positive my mom had no clue that that's what I was watching because she would not have allowed that. But it terrified me so much that when they were coming out with the second one, I couldn't even watch the commercial. As soon as it would come on, I'd close my eyes and plug my ears and be like, <laughs> somebody tap me when it's over. I'm not watching. And then also when I was, I think, 12, they had us watch Watcher in the Woods. And that scared the crap out of me, too. I don't know so anyway, yeah, they're older movies, but they're goodies, I guess you could say. I, I'd be okay with Watcher in the Woods now. So... I started to look at the different parts of your dream, Christine. You know, you had the music box playing music. You know, it was getting closer. It was getting louder. You were hearing the whispers. And, you know, normally when we're doing this dream interpretation, you know, we can pick out these parts of the dream and then we go in and we look up what those things mean. And, you know, amazingly enough, they come together and they tell a story. But, you know, it didn't work that way with your dream. So in my opinion, you were not dreaming. especially since when you repeated the, I pray the blood of Jesus over me and it stopped, I'm pretty sure you were awake. And you did pray the blood of Jesus over you. Yes. It works, everybody. And, you know, I wouldn't have connected it necessarily to the movie, but sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. So the fact that your mom went to the school and then found out the other people in your youth group that went to school with you that also had to watch the creepy movie were experiencing, you know, activity. Maybe there was some spirit around that, you know, was like, mm, I'm going to mess with these good little kids. I don't think they watched the movie yet. Yeah, I don't think they her mom was it. going to school to get her out, out of, of having to watch the movie, movie. But they read the book. They read good the point. Book. Okay. I'm, I'm safe to say here, I think she had sleep paralysis. Yeah, because she said she couldn't move. Oh, I didn't pick up on that when I was listening to it. Yeah, she so said she catch. couldn't move, but she could hear it. But personally, I believe that some sleep paralysis can be paranormal activity. And if none of that made sense in a dream interpretation, might have been what it was. Yeah. So sorry if you were, uh, you know, wanting to believe that you were dreaming so you felt better about it. But yeah, I didn't. it didn't fall in line with a dream interpretation. Yeah, pretty sure it was sleep paralysis. So in case you're ever wondering if you've experienced that, I think you have. So thank you for sharing. That was really fun. Yeah, thanks. Your guys' dreams are very spooky. So if you guys want to check out the Chris and Christine show, just a little bit about them. They are two individuals who are navigating the road of dating after divorce, but yet... I believe they are married now. So they started this a few years ago and they have a blended life together. They have a lot of sense of humor and sarcasm between the two of them. Uh, They talk about life and love and hot topics and hobbies. And they're just really all about people who love to chase their dreams and finding their passion in life and becoming the best version of yourself. So if you'd like to check them out, you can do that on pretty much any podcast app. All right, Lexi, your turn. Okay, my listener story is from Taylee, and she emailed us, and she said, Hey guys, I'm behind on listening to the podcast, but I wanted to share some crazy dreams that I've had. So, we also, we forgive you for not being caught up. Just get caught up eventually. Say, That's all we ask. No, how dare you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just happy that you listen. Yes. So, so she said, listening. So, I used to have a reoccurring dream when I was about 7 to 15 years old of me being in my room. I would hear someone open the front door of my house and see a figure walk past my room to my parents, hear a noise, and then I'd see them walk to my brother's room and hear a noise. After that, a few things would happen. 
Sometimes the figure would come into my room and kill me by stabbing me, choking me, or pouring acid on me. She said, I don't know why, but it was so specific. Holy crap. Sometimes I would walk to my kitchen and it would happen there. However, every time I'd be killed, I wasn't like scared. It was just neutral. I Like I don't remember feeling anything. But I could see my blood going everywhere or the skin falling off my bones from the acid. It was crazy. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. She said, I've had multiple other dreams that surround me dying or the violence or other violence. And I've never felt scared or anything. I don't know if I should be worried. And she put like laughing emojis or at least they were entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's terrifying. Yeah. And to happen for such a long period of time. Yeah, that's like what? I can't do math. Seven, I'm not going to try. Eight years from seven eight, to 15. Eight years. That is a long time. But based on my interpretation, I don't think you need to be worried. <laughs> so the like three main things that really stuck out to me, she did say she was killed in other ways, but the acid one is the one that I was like, that's very specific. I'll mm. focus on that one. Mm-hmm. So I focused on intruders um, being like attacked or killed and then the acid in particular. So an intruder appears in your dream when you believe you are being invaded or when you have revealed your intimate self with someone or your intimate self to a situation and felt uncomfortable about it. And the stalker or intruder can also personify qualities that remain unintegrated but are key to your empowerment. Unin what? Mm. Unintegrated? I don't know what that is. Unintegrated. Oh, unintegrated. (laughs) Thank you. I can read. Okay, unintegrated. Unintegrated. So you haven't integrated something into your life. Yes. So basically what I pulled from that, again, 7 to 15 years old, there's a lot of change happening in your life. Very true. Um, I would just blame it on that, honestly. You're being exposed to a lot of new situations where you might feel uncomfortable. And they're key to your empowerment, though. You got to get comfortable in those situations. They'll make you grow. Okay, next, um, what I focused on, again, was the being attacked or killed. And it said that is the internal drama of one side of you questioning questioning your behavior as you enter new situations. So like the voice of your parents who taught you what you should and shouldn't do, these thoughts continue to play dream characters that emerge each time a new situation calls you to become something you may not be comfortable with. So that kind of nicely follows along with what Mm -hmm. was said previously and then acid demonstrates how painful feelings may be festering Ew, i hate that word sorry (laughs) festering on the surface and threaten to break through skin or surface awareness though the transfer though the transformation is tough you will discover the basics of what is really important to you very nice yeah well and it makes sense too because just like you were saying between 7 and 15 I think that you're under a lot of peer pressure and you're like trying to figure out who in the crap you are. And so you're trying to decide, okay, wait, do I go along with what these people are doing or do I want to stand away from the crowd and do my own thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like it says the dreaming of acid. It says through the transformation, you'll discover the basics of what's really important to you. I almost feel like that means she like subconsciously had some confidence. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in the end of it, I'll know. I'll be good. Like her bone will still survive. Actually, even that, if the skin falls off. <laughs> that, that actually makes a lot of sense too, because she was saying like when she got killed, there wasn't emotion to it. She wasn't scared mm-hmm. of being killed. It was just kind of like a, oh, it was, yeah. this is going to happen now. All right. <laughs> yeah. So actually that does make sense. So she just knew it didn't matter what was going to come her way. She may be nervous about it, but she's going to be able to make the choices and do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, awesome. Thanks for sharing, Taylor. Yeah, thanks, Taylor. 
as always, if you, as Tosh stated right before I told my story. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any dreams you want to send us or anything at all that you want to send us, please email it to us at deadtotheworldpodcast at gmail.com, excluding inappropriate pictures. Tosh gave me a weird look when I said anything you want to send us. So I thought maybe that's where you were going with it. No, I was just listening. Intriguingly. You were looking at me like, really? No. <laughs> but I guess that is a good clarification. We don't want any unsolicited, unsolicited inappropriate image. Solicited, solicited. Did you guys see something in the email? I didn't. No. Okay, just getting concerned. You know, did somebody send you like I a did. cock and shot? I did, I moved it to and... my private email. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Well, and, you know, if you're feeling lazy and you want to send us a recording of your story, that's fine, too. We may not necessarily, you know, actually share the recording on the podcast. You know, we will. We with only Chris do that and, for special hosts and friends like Chris and Christine. Well, they're they're professional podcasters. so And our best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So, but if you want to do a voice recording and email it to us, and then we'll just write it down and read it. Yeah, if that's easier for you, we will accommodate you. If that is even too much for you, just freaking DM us on social media. That is very true as well. Comment it on one of our, someone commented that they wanted to know what their dream meant, and we responded with an interpretation. So, yes, we did. We are here to please you. How did I miss that? You, we did not include you in the chat. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. I don't know that this happened. I just sent the comment to Tasha and was like, hey, can you? Do this for me real quick. And then I responded. Can we read that one? Tosh said no, because Instagram is for Instagram and podcast is for podcast. Well, I want to know what it is. Mom I wants haven't to know, seen so it. Sorry, Tosh. Your dreams don't come true. Okay. So it was Flippity Flap on Instagram that commented on one of our posts. And they are actually a podcast. Um, let me read you their little description if we're going to talk about them. Sounds said, good. Brandon and Sarah talk about life, work, pets, hopes and dreams, and generally just try to make each other laugh. So if you're interested in finding out more about them, follow Flippity Flap on Instagram. Anyway. <laughs> Flippity Flap. Not sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored. So they commented on our um, Deciphering Dreams episode two post, and they said, why do I dream I'm in Hawaii the night before I start a new job? Though I suspect I kind of know the reason. Dot, dot, dot. And we responded with, here's what Tasha came up with, because Tosh did this interpretation. I'm right. just reading it. She said, to dream about being in Hawaii most likely represents a mindset that is not being preoccupied with problems. Intentionally, this means that the dreamer is trying to avoid troubles or trying to forget responsibilities. There is a placement of priority on relaxation and taking a break. Nice. And they said, beautiful. Sounds about right. So good job, beautiful. So they were having this dream of being in Hawaii before they started a new job. Mm -hmm. Well, they must have been very excited about the job, so they weren't worried about it. Or they were so nervous that their brain was trying to escape. Yeah, that their brain—that's what I was taking it as. They're so stressed about it that their brain was like, "Okay, we're going to like relax and focus on relaxation and like escaping, so that you're not overly like stressed about it do you guys know i have to say escape in my head to remember how to spell escape did you know that i have to think about tim pangos when i try to spell timpanogos timpanogos mountains in utah no one else knows what that is well everything around here is named timpanogos though but i have to think like timp pan or tim pangos but we went to like but it's tim pangos oh it is tampano you know what i'll take that out Nobody no, cares. that's fine. I think it was good. But, well, so I worked for a dental office that was Tipinogus Dental, 
And somebody sent us a pen trying to get us, you know, to buy a pen that had like our logo on it. They thought the doctor's name was Tim Panogus. (laughs) (laughs) That Tim Panogus Dental. Yeah. We had a good laugh about that. That was pretty sure they're a lovely company. Well, we are so glad that you joined us today for this nap time story. We will catch you on the flip side. Join us next time for some more nap time stories. Bye. Bye. Bye.